electroshock treatment has been given for depression for something like 40 years now. It's a very successful and uh, useful treatment for severe depression that doesn't respond to other things. But depatterning is a use of electroshock treatment in a totally different way, in which instead of giving you shocks, say, two or three times a week, uh, they're given two or three times a day for three or four weeks, reducing the patient to a sort of animal, vegetable state from which it's hoped that they would recover in a, uh, a more healthy state of mind. Holla fucking Luya, Shaney's gonna screw ya. The sponsors of this show do not associate with any person in reality. This is based specifically on BS, and that statement is BS. Thank you. Rock and roll real estate reefer, you know, and they've all been good to me, Okay. There has been love money in my crib. Love money has funded different things, man. I would not say. The green game's been good to me, and I'll, I'll talk about that if you want me to. Yeah. Let's get into Insane Shane McCain. What did Insane Shane McCain first get into the weed game? What did I do? What? I just flipped my phone, and now, like, the picture's, like, super big, and I fucking love it. Can I you like see that. me? Can you still see me? I see your my... thumb. Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah, but my oh. thumb was pointing up. It was, it was bad. It all right, but now it's good because I can see it's almost it's almost heartbreaking because your picture's huge and my picture's really small, but I know I look good. So everything's good. We got a big picture of you. Ah, that's what's really important. I don't need to see myself. <laughs> I can look in the mirror. You know, James Brown said, I want to jump back and kiss myself. That's basic foreplay. I want to jump back and fuck myself, okay? I'm a sexy beast with three motherfucking exes. But let's talk about both. Oh, my God, I just spilled my fucking beer, but I caught it. I caught it, homeboy. <laughs> That's what's good about hitting it. Yeah, I got a twenty-four ounce. No, I got a twenty-four ounce here, so I only spilled a couple gulps, man. The rest is going to good use. You feel me? Cheers! Uh, and I hope you, you know, pour out some for your dead homies, bro. That's all that mm-hmm. is. Hey, it's all good, man. I want to propose a toast to seeing you, meeting you, seeing Matt, and and being a part of this. You know, because I've been in uh in hibernation. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really been. Uh, I've been. Uh, you know, when you get a lemon, make lemonade, you know, because I'm pretty over the top, you know, and, and for, you know, for the world to shut down, I was like, yo, all right, man, if this is how it's going to be, you know, then, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to embrace it, you know, I'm going to, what is it, man, that, that they say, uh, in the program? I mean, I like to, I'm all about time and energy, you know, so I like to, I don't like to waste time, so I'm just going to, I'm going to make it a little more concise to the fucking point and keep it real. The truth is pure as the coke I used to snort. So, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and fuck the rest. So, <laughs> yeah. So what I did is I, I, I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to I'm gonna take this opportunity. I mean, I'm still going to, you know, pedal my pot and do what I need to do, you know. Uh, but I'm going to take this opportunity to go to my cabin and I'm just going to be like Jesus. I mean, he was a little cooler than me and a little more honest. But But on the flip side, you know. He, uh, I would rather work with wood than end up on the wrong side of it, you know. So I went out to my cabin, and I was like, yo, COVID came along. Everybody cussed it, couldn't do the things we want to do, and we're disgusted. It was a hard life change, but I adjusted, stopped dropping rap tracks, and started building rustic. First thing I built was a fucking abomination. There was a learning curve. I had to be patient. Let's see, what else? Uh People called it quarantine. I called it a vacation. 
That's all I got at the moment. That was pretty good, though. That was so, a good uh, intro. Yeah, well, you know, it's what I do. But, yeah, I know a lot about the uh, the weed game. I've been involved in it. And I'll tell you something right now, man. There, There's some haters out there. You know, ain't nobody ever OD'd on weed. It's the war on love, and you just can't win it. And I always know that, man, you know. I've heard great things about weed. I mean, there's people that have had seizures that smoke a little pot, and they get some quality of life. They get some relief. They get some peace. The people around them don't look all fucking stressed out, you know. People going through chemo get their appetite, take the edge off spiritual awareness, peace with the greater power, with what they're going for, harness it. You know, weed is, is all good. And, you know, pe- some people would be like, you know, they want to, you know, there's people that will raise themselves up based on their accomplishments. And then there's motherfuckers up in the nosebleed seats that will try to throw you under the bus to appear better. Yeah. And sometimes people be like, well, Shane, at least I'm no fucking drug dealer. Now, the truth is pure, you know what I'm saying? Not saying I am or ever have been, but if perhaps I was at any given time, I would have said, well, you know, all those credible rich guys in the big suits making all, you know, paying for the politicians, big pharma. How many fucking kids have they killed? Mm. Me? My spirit's clean. I never killed anybody. Mic drop. You feel me? That's what's up, Pfizer, you Pfizer motherfuckers. Can you make that claim? Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so, Moderna. Even though you did give me a a, a serious poke, no joke. I took my first vaccine, and I'm getting ready for the second vaccine, and then I'm going to hug every motherfucker I see. Even people I don't like, if they don't want to hug it out, I'll thug it out, but it'll be awesome because we're still in contact with each other. Like, we're hitting each other, wrestling. Not worried about, you know, getting COVID. You know, <laughs> you know, it'll be awesome. And at some point, probably we'll stop fighting and be like, this is so great, man. Oh, my God. Let's shake hands and without sanitizer and drink beer. All right. You know, it'll be awesome. Yeah. But anyway, all right. What, what do you want to know about the weed game? Because uh, I know it all. I've been in it since it was a cuff on the wrist. And now it's a fucking slap on the hand. But your boy has been in it the whole fucking time. I got to drink some beer. Go ahead. This is your moment. Yeah, man. What uh, When you first got into it. It was serious. The worrisome nature. Yeah, I mean, the worrisome nature. It's definitely, you know, it's one of those yeah, things. But you where, know that? Yeah. You know what? I got to tell you, man, because there's motherfuckers that, you know, speculate what it would have been like to be in the game. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you really what it's like to be in the game. Because before I got into it, I I went and sat down with a lawyer. <clears throat> now, I didn't tell him exactly what I wanted to do. It was a bit convoluted, but I pretty much conveyed the essence of what was going to happen in a third person, like my dude and her boyfriend, and I'm concerned, and this is what they want to do, and what would what would be the problems? Now, I was lucky. I had a uh, a lawyer that was the end of the day. He's an infamous, he's like a famous, infamous lawyer. He actually died of COVID uh, last year, which is sad, but, uh, dude was a legend. He defended the littlest guys and the cartel guys. Like he saw it all, bro. I mean, he was colorful, man. One of the women that 
he got out of out of prison, you know, this young hot chick. He was like, Yo, why don't you move in here, man? He was a fucking freak, you know? <laughs> and he and he also got a, a huge DWIs, but he was a character and he uh he sat me down and, and he made me comfortable because I told him my name and then he pulled out a bottle of Irish whiskey and he started drinking it and then from that point on, instead of calling me Shane, he called me Sean. So I realized <laughs> I, I was in a good position here. Like, no one was going to know what I was up to, you know? <laughs> and you know what he said to me? He said, Sean, I'm going to fucking, I'm just going to fucking tell you. Oh, let me pour another drink. Sean, getting busted, that's the least of your fucking problems. I was like, really? He goes, well, I mean, you know, if you, got, if you go too fucking big, it's a federal beef. If it's a federal beef, then, you know, I can't talk to the people I know and we can't keep it local in our hood and, you know, and everybody's okay. You pay some money, the right people make a few bucks and it's all over. No probation, no nothing. But if it's a federal beef, then it, you know, it's, it's a different fucking cup of tea. So you don't want to go too big. See, so but the big problem is getting robbed. That's the problem, Sean. <laughs> He's like, you got to understand that, that you, you're out in the fucking woods. These guys hear what you got going on. What do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to run down at the fucking Ellenville, Felonville with a ski mask on and try to get a thousand dollars out of a register with cameras and cops? No. They're going to the goddamn grow house in the middle of nowhere and they're going to try to get twenty thousand dollars and another twenty thousand dollars of bud and you ain't going to be able to call anybody. So you got to be ready for that. I was like, wow, that shit, that resonated. Now, what did I do then? I thought about the phrase in my mind that has resonated from that day to this. Guns are fun. Guns are fun. I got me a fucking gun, homeboy. And I was like, lock and fucking load. Come on down. <laughs> I told motherfuckers, man, we had our grow house. I said, someone's got to be sitting there. We put up sensors and lights and alarms and fucking we got this one guy who was well we did get robbed once but we weren't there so we put a guy in there he was fucking bipolar he was fucking chicken clucking cuckoo i mean he was nuts as a matter of fact i don't know if i should say this because it's so sad but this year he fucking killed himself he was so crazy cut his own throat Wow. That's been, yeah, that, all right, just saying. So this can be a dirty game. Don't think that it's just about like, wow, man, let's just, let's just share some herb and be mellow. It's a fucking drug. Yeah. It's the drug game. You know, it, it is what it is, man, you know? I mean, it's medicine to some people, but to some people, it's a straight up fucking drug. And it is, it's a dirty business, you know? I, I can tell you, I've seen all parts of it. You think, uh, somebody, you think somebody might have cut his throat for him, or definitely he did? Oh, no, nah, man. He all had right. tried it once before. He was nuts. Uh, but right. we, we put him in the grow house, man, because uh, he was just, he, you know, I'll put it this way, man. It's pretty simple. Was he a badass? No. But he was dangerous. Here's the deal. There's a time for chilling and a time for killing. And the dangerous man is the man that's willing, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this motherfucker would have killed someone and then he would have sat down drinking a couple of torpedoes and been like I don't I, I, I didn't have a choice I mean I feel bad about it but you know I had to kill him Shane and he was on the ground and 
I thought to myself, I, I want to take him to the hospital, but I can't. So I had to kill him, and I had to bury him, too, even though the ground was hard. And I don't feel good about it, but that's what this motherfucker is about, you know? Crazy wow. motherfucker. Well, hey, man, I've seen all sides of it, and that's the yeah. truth, you know? I mean, I don't know if I should be delving into the darkness, but, you know, it's all there. There's the light and the dark. And if you're in the weed game, yeah. you know, there's people going like, I think it's so great. It should be legal. Then there's the motherfuckers who've been in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah and we've seen all the shit. So it's good that you get a, a balanced uh, perspective. Like some of the dudes I got involved with, man, they were big players in the game. And yet a word gets out. So what happens when the word gets out? Well, some people want to come in and get what you have. And sure enough, that's what happened. My dude left and uh, some people came in in, in masks. And they pistol whipped his cousin, and when the guy was down, they stuck a pistol in his girlfriend's mouth, and they took what they needed to take, man. And he haunted those motherfuckers for five years. So that that shit happens, mm. you know. I know, man. It's a little sobering. Just keeping it real, people. I know. We love it, though. When keeping yeah, it real, well, goes right. Well, I am Not everything's real. all good. You know? Yeah, uh, well, they were bad. I'm good. You know, I never wanted to hurt nobody. Don't get me wrong. Just to, to keep things in perspective, I, if humanly possible, will will avoid all chipmunks and squirrels, squirrels on the road. You know, I'm a sweet guy. I'm a lover, not a fighter. You know, I mean, I, I'll fight if I'm cornered and I'll, I'll be ruthless. But if that's not the case, I'll be very sweet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want to, hey, man, hey, but you know what? Not everybody is the way we are, you know? There was yeah. a lot of money in the in the in the weed game, and now I mean I saw it coming. I'm glad it is it, it's coming to to uh, to a head now. I'm glad that fucking Cuomo is uh is legalizing it and doing what he's doing. I couldn't be fucking happier, dude. I had a good run. I mean, you know, it it uh, it helped with my art, helped with my records. I traveled the world with love, money. You feel me? <laughs> and it, you know, it's been good to me, man. I can put it to you this way, man. Love money's been good to me, bro. So one time, so I'm in between girlfriends. It was like a bad country song, you know. My my girl dumped me. Someone I bought a brand new bed. Some other guy's in the bed. <laughs> He's in the bed. I said it in one of my songs, you know. It was uh, you know, my girl done left me, then my dog is dead. Some other dude is banging her and I bought the bed. <laughs> so that was the time. And I'm I'm like, yo, dudes had rented my house and were doing you know, whatever they were doing, you know. And they gave me a nice chunk of money in order to do that, you know. So I had some cash. And I tell you, man, this is what love money has done for me. So I looked out the window. I had no girlfriend. I had no dog. And I said, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? This is, this is exactly, this is so true, dude. I went down and bought myself a pair of a fucking $150 kicks that any brother would have been like, I will steal those if you, if I get you a loan dog. Those kind of kicks. You feel me? I bought them a half size too big. And then on top of the kicks, I bought these padded inserts. So I put them in there. I'm like, yo, man, oh, my God, fuck reflexology. My feet are so comfy. And then I said, <laughs> all right, I've got a little extra room. i got a half size in each in each kick. Am I right? And I also have 
a bunch of bands that was my friends. Okay. <laughs> so I took 25 bands and I put them in one sneaker <laughs> and 25 bands and put them in the other sneaker. And I put a credit card in my wallet and I looked out the window and I said, yo, my Mazda Miata sports car convertible with the license plate parties on has got snow on it. That shit ain't right. And then I went out to the car. I packed me a little bag and I fucking hit the road. I didn't come back for seven motherfucking weeks, dog. <laughs> I went all over the United States, man. With my love money, with my convertible, I, I every every now and then I get all fucking you know freaked out. I'm like, yo, I can't eat any more fast food, so I'd go on a cruise to the Caribbean. I just park my fucking last minute for cheap. I'd eat my fucking face off, drink coffee, bang honeys, all love money, and then I come back and I'll be like, all right, I think I'm gonna drive across Texas, buy cowboy boots, and go to Las Vegas, and I did. I did. I was out for seven fucking weeks. I went to Nashville. I drove down the East Coast. I went to the Bahamas. Then I went to Nashville. Then I went back to uh, Louisiana. Fuck you. I went living to, your best life. What's that, honey? I said, fuck yeah, living your best life. Oh, fuck yeah. I was, I was, you know, what did I say to one guy? I said, you know, I said, go big or go home. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know, dog. I go home big. I was like, damn, that that was even more clever than what I just said. Shut <laughs> up, you know. But yeah, no, I, you know what? Actually, man, as I'm, I'm kind of ADD in it. But what the fuck, you know? Feel free to interrupt and interject. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Thank God, you know, my mom's not here and she can't say, Shane, shut your pie hole. Whatever. <laughs> but here's what I can tell you, man. On that, on that. Love money pilgrimage, you know. I, uh, this, true, man, I was bugging the fuck out, you know. I was by myself, you know, some other dude was banging my girl, my dog was dead, it was snowing out. I was like, yo, this is a fucking Prozac moment. I am one cluck short of chicken soup, kosher chicken soup, you feel me? I was like, yo, I need to get out of here, man. So, truth, man, I drove down the eastern seaboard. I did bang a chick in Georgia, but I was still fucked up in the head, you know? And then I was like, yo, I don't, I don't, because the radio didn't work. So my demons were closing in on me, man. I was bugging the fuck out. I'm like, yo, what am I doing, man? What the fuck am I doing? Where am I going? I don't know. So then I booked a cruise. It was my first cruise, man. I've never been on a cruise, you know? You got to do the shit on your bucket list. Yeah. You know? Yeah. First the bucket list, then on to the bucket list. Done that. Been there. Done that. Yeah. So I took a cruise to the Caribbean. I got on the boat. I still bugged out. And then we went to the, their private island in the Bahamas. And I went up there by myself, walked out on the island, had a beer, went over in the corner, man. And I could see, you know, I had Wi-Fi. I was like, yo, there's a blizzard going on in New York. I was like, well, there ain't no blizzard here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just, and then a beautiful young chick. I don't know what the fuck. She came all the way over and sat a few chairs down for me. And that made me feel good. And we started talking. And and then I, I, I walked into the water. True, true story. Life-changing, man. 
And I swear to God, man, I, I walked into the water up to my knees. And I just was in the moment. And it changed my fucking life. I've never been the same. And the words came to me in that moment. Once you beat the curse of loneliness, on the other side of that is the blessing of solitude. Yeah. I ne- I've never been the same. After that, I embraced quietness. I embraced the absence of white noise. I didn't need to fill that void with, with people, drama, shit, the wrong people just to, you know, fill the hole. And then I basically traveled all across the country. Then I came back for six weeks. I was like, yo, like Chevy Chase's vacation. You know, I did the U.S. Now it's time to do European vacation. And I flew to Puerto Rico with more love money, put more hundreds, you know, more bends in my sneakers. You know what I'm saying? And I, I went, I flew to Puerto Rico and took a boat across the ocean to England. And then I fucking went to England and I went to Africa, North Africa, man, into the Sahara Desert. And I went everywhere. I went to Tunisia. I went, uh, look, look who's here. Look who is here. <laughs> That's what's up. That is what's up. That is funny. Now, my black cat's sitting here doing the same thing. Awesome. Oh, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. This guy is so good. He's actually got feline AIDS. You know? My cat has that, yeah. My cat oh, Lena's got Oh, shit. Look at, look at that. He's looking at your cat. You know? I love it. That's awesome. My cat was, was, he was gifted to me by my ex-girlfriend. She dumped him on me. He was on death's doorstep, but I nursed him back to health. He is the sweetest fucking spirit. The only time we ever have a problem is when he escapes, you know? And then I have to call him back. Because you can see I have these, you know, chiseled GQ features. So <laughs> calling him back is a little difficult, you know, in the nice weather, you know. Macho man. Macho man. Daddy loves macho. Come to daddy. Daddy loves his macho man. And the neighbors are like, all right, so that's why he and the girlfriend broke up. It's very clear now, you know. <laughs> well, speaking Mine, of which, I just shake the bag of if I just shake the bag of cat treats when they're outside, they'll come running. They could be blocks away. They hear that container and they're right. back. That worked for a little bit, but after a while, it was like, "Yo, dog." I was like, "Why are you call me dog?" He was like, "Why are you call me cat?" I was like, "Good point." Yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't work anymore. It didn't work. You know, he was like, "Yo, I'm hip to that." I can get those, those, you know, we can nug it out later. I don't need those little fancy nuggets. I'm going to do my shit. When I come back, I'll eat the nuggets. For now, I'm out. And then it was, it was hard. All right. Now, seeing as I am politically very incorrect. Okay. Let's talk about what happens to people that cannot handle smoking weed. Okay. okay. I've, seen, I've seen that happen. All right. Now, I don't want to name any last names, but there is a person. Now, we're not going to mention any last names. We're just going to talk about vibing him out. And after meeting him and seeing all the fabulous hair products he brought down and how nicely he did his nails and all that, I'm just going to say for shits and giggles. Now, was he chilling with Craven Moorhead? Was he what? Was he hanging out with Craven Moorhead? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he was giving head to, but I'm sure there were more than one guy, you know. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, he he came down and he visited me, and he stayed with me and my girl. I just love this shit because this is a trip down memory insane lane, you know. 
Now, some people think they love weed and think they can smoke weed. And as it turns out, you know, some people can do the drug and sometimes the drug does people. So our friend had issues with, I don't know how to say this because I'm always thinking about rhymes, you know. Most people have their demons. He had issues with demon and semen. Didn't know where to put it. It was really fucked up. He was in conflict. That's all I'm going to say. But, hey, it's cool. It's cool, you know. I'm all good with it. I think, I'm not sure, just so we don't get in trouble here, I think he made a film called Sheet Burns on My Elbows, but I don't know if it ever made it to the Cox office. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm bad. I'm bad, Matt. I'm bad. Well, this is what you signed out for, doggy. It's true. This is what you signed out for. Insane Shane McCain, political incorrectness. You're He's on the right like, oh. show, my friend. <laughs> hey, man. You know, I used to do a lot of radio shows. And they were all fucking rated G. And, you know, everybody was all uptight. So it's nice to, to do these shows, you know, where you can just, you know, let your freak flag fly. Yeah, I want to be myself, and I think everybody else wants to be me, too, but I'm not a narcissist. I'm not, you know? And by the way, rock stars are fucking narcissists. They're, they're like neo-narcissists. They're like, they're like John Mayer, but gayer, you know? Um, all right, so I'm going to finish this fucking story. This is a true story. Okay, the truth is pure, okay? So this is what fucking happened. So Mr. Bendover came down. Brought all his fabulous hair supplies, was in a bit of conflict, you know. And uh, he was like, it was Halloween. He was like, yo, look at that awesome cat. I love that cat. What's your cat's name? This is Angel. I'm surrounded by Pokey. There's a couple of more. There's a few more hiding around here. Jane too. <laughs> I like Angel. That's awesome, man. Yeah, my, look at my little guy. He's got, he gets the life. Look at where he's at. Yep, chilling. So at the end of the day, so I give some fucking some weed to smoke. I guess he's used to smoking like weed, like what I call like basketball weed, you know, where like you can smoke a whole joint and still go seven for ten at the foul line, you know. You're cool, you know. He wasn't ready. He was like, yo, maybe I'm hooked on phonics, but I cannot handle the chronics. He wasn't ready, bro. He wasn't ready for that 20% THC on a bad day, you know. And he smoked that bud. And his fucking expression changed, and he looked like Jeffrey Dahmer. And I was like, yo, man, I don't know if he's ready to film anything, yo. I mean, maybe like a murder. All right, so we get in the car. True story. Now, it's Halloween. I'm dressed like the devil because I want to tempt motherfuckers, you know? So we're driving. I swear, this is so fucking true, dude. It's so true, man. This is what goes down, man. So he says to me, I said, hey, man, I think we're going to do great because, look, I really look like the devil. Well, his religious faith. I, want, I don't want to put too much out there because I don't want to identify and shit, but he, his family was pretty religious in, in a certain faith, you know. Well, I said that I look like Satan or the devil. He, he bugged. He bugged out. He looks at me. He's like, he's like, why did you say that, Shane? I'm like, yo, why did I say what? Why did you say you look like the devil? Because uh, it's Halloween and I put some makeup on. You're just fucking with me, man, because you know about my religion. You're just fucking with me, Shane. 
I'm like, listen, yo, you got to dial it in. You got to reel it in. This is the chronic. I'm not really Satan. I'm Shane, bro. It's just makeup. I'm thinking like, you're no stranger to makeup. You watch Project Runway. I mean, you know about anyway. So he's like, stop the fucking car. I'm like, oh boy, what's, I'm thinking, what is this? What is it? Why does he want to stop the car? What is it? Like a fashion emergency? He wants to mess with his hair? I mean, why? You know, stop the fucking car shit or I'll fucking hit you while you're driving. I was like, oh my God, is he going to scratch me and give me AIDS? This is fucking awful. So yeah, I, you know, cause he had fabulous nails, you know, I mean, he did a nice job. So I pulled over. He jumps out of the fucking car. I'm like, yo, dog, dog, you're in front of someone's house, man. You, you gotta take a breath and you gotta get back in the car. You're fucking, you're fucking crazy, Shane. You're crazy. I'm like, dude, you know who's crazy. You do know who's crazy, right? He runs up to some stranger's door in the middle of the night and starts banging as hard as he could. I'm like, oh my God, doggy. The, you on your own. Pedal to the metal. I left his bitch ass there. Left him there. And you know why it happened? Because some people cannot, they can't, they can't puff, puff, puff. Yeah. And it gets rough, rough, rough. Now, just to, just to finish the story, cause I'm over it, you know. So now I've done a lot of radio shows, but I've done a ton of radio shows in that county, not even the county, in the Hudson Valley, like five counties, you know, fucking 300,000 people at a clip. So the cops, a lot of them were huge Shane McCain fans. Truth. Two cops that show up or the bit to, to deal with him. The people call the cops are like, notice some guy banging on the fucking door and he's dressed up weird and I don't know if he's trick-or-treating. He didn't ask for candy. He looks crazy. So... And this is what he tells the fucking cops. But they're my dudes. He says, you know, there's a guy, just insane Shane McCain. He's a serial killer. <laughs> Do you know what the cop says to him? Bro, fuck, yo, you know Shane? You tell yo, you know Shane? Yeah, dude, Shane's the man. He's fucking, he's, he's a fucking serial killer. He tried to kill me. Cops are like, all right, you going to be all right, bro? Yeah, you need to find Shane. Like, all right, well, we'll keep that in mind. All right, you sure you're okay? I'm good. <laughs> they left him. I don't even know the rest. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I know. He disappeared, and I don't know. Maybe they put him in the mental hospital and told him it was okay to be whatever he is and don't smoke weed anymore and just, you know, be uh, fierce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's that's the story about people that should not smoke weed. Okay. It's true. I remember. I, I think I, I smoked weed with that gentleman before, uh, and he actually he got so high he went outside and like he wanted me to call an ambulance for him because he <laughs> thought he was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> thought he was gonna, he thought he was dying. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you would think, you would think maybe after that he might think like, "Yo, I don't know if this vice is that nice." You know? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. In all fairness, like, even though he had a lot of conflict and you know he 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 was a mess, you know. 
I like to say it was a hot mess, but I'm not queer. So, but at the end of the day, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I wish him the best of luck and all, but that, that yes. was just, yeah. that was funny as fuck, you know, especially when the cops came like, yo, you down with Shane chained us. <laughs> um, but you know, but hey, back in the day, straight up, man, when the, when the, the weed didn't have as much THC in it, you know, and you, you really, it was more of a social catalyst, you know, the way that alcohol is per se. Right. So, you know, being with my dudes and smoking weed, half of the potency of, of what it is now. You know, now it's out of fucking control. You know, you get weed that's an easy 20% THC. If you know what you're looking for and you know how to read it, you know, yeah. but back then, um, weed was like, I called it basketball weed. I really did because we'd go to the courts, we'd pass around a joint. It would make us giggly. We would laugh, we would play basketball, but it was, uh, we could still enjoy each other. It didn't put us in our own weird personal, you know? And then in came what I call the three hit weed. Remember that? The three hit weed came in. Shit like Panama Red, Acapulco Gold, shit like, this ain't Mexican, this ain't Jamaican, this is, this is voodoo. And then like, you know, you take three hits and like, you know, you were, you were like, I remember being on a foul line and like bouncing the ball and suddenly I was like, wow, let's really think about this. Like the harder I push the ball, the more it will, the higher it will come back. And, and it's really hard to calculate that. And what if I push it too hard and it comes back, slips past my feet and hits me in the face? Whoa. See, that was a whole different trip. And then finally, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to, I'm just going to hold the ball. I don't want everybody to know I'm false. Who would, I can't throw this fucking thing through that little circle. Who? Imagine that. This is stupid, man. It's a whole different dynamic. And then like, you just be like, yo, fuck basketball. Basketball's stupid. I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'd all go to the diner. You know, we go to the diner. We look at each other. We're so fucking high. We're all hiding in our menus, looking around, you know, like, I like take my menu down. I look across the table and be like, Chucky's ugly. I never knew how, I never knew how ugly Chucky was, man. He's looking at me. He knows I think he's ugly. Oh, fuck. He knows I know, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then like the waitress would come up. What do you guys want? Wow, she looks like she just came out of a TV sitcom. And she knows I'm stoned. She fucking knows, man. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking say anything, man. <laughs> That's what it was like. And then you get your burger. It's got mayo on it. You're like, I can taste the polysorbate 80. I can. <laughs> so I kind of, I get where it's from, you yeah. know? I don't know how we're spending, spelling coming. Maybe C U M M I N in a. So yeah, I kind of get it. You know, I, I know what, what, what it's like. I'm just, I just can't believe that, you know, after we smoked the weed, it was like, yo, what rhymes with fun? 911! <laughs> you know, that, that could be cool. Yeah, I can just like, be on the gurney and get oxygen and just breathe a lot until I feel normal, you know, three days out of the psych board. Yeah, he out. they brought him in the psych ward, if I remember correctly. He had to stay at the psych ward. That was the only place they could put him. <laughs> yeah, well, see, after that, you would think you wouldn't come to insane Shane McCain's house and smoke 
the best weed in the county. <laughs> yeah. No? And then jump out of the fucking car in the middle of the dark on a state route. Yeah. I had to leave him. I yeah. couldn't fucking stay there. I had to leave his ass. Yeah. I do remember, though, he, uh, he, you know, he left his uh, little knapsack that he brought down. Uh-oh. And my girlfriend was like, these fucking hair products are amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, she was like, I'm sold. This is so. She used every bit of it and, you know. So I appreciate that was that was big love. Thank you, you know. Um, I was gonna say he could have just said he lost his pocketbook on the highway when he jumped out the car. No, he didn't have his man purse. You know, he uh, he just jumped out. You know, in his I forget he was wearing a costume, but I don't remember what it was. Maybe he was just dressed like a woman. It was legit. I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, but yeah, when he ran up to the door, I'm sure those people they were like, yo. This is like a Silence of the Lambs moment, you know? Like, when they opened the door, they probably... Little bells at the door. I would have fucking... If I saw Ben in makeup and shit banging as hard as he could, I I would not have opened the door. But if I did, I would not have been surprised if he said, I'm becoming beautiful, precious! You know, that kind of shit. I'd have been like, yo, this is fucking scary. (laughs) But anyway, we're getting a lot of mileage. Out of Bend Over, who I hope is still making porno films or doing whatever he's doing and pursuing his dream. Um, we all should do that, you know. It's true. And hopefully he's got a you know a life partner and they have a gender neutral restroom and, and life's good, you know. Uh big love from the group thug, you know. Group hug from the group thug. Oh yeah, follow so, your yeah. dreams. Follow your dreams. Follow your creams. Yes. That too, that too, that too. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. We got some mileage, a trip down memory lane. That was some good shit. That really was fucking <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> I, I was like, yo, man, I, I just think they might have put him in the psych ward up here. I have no idea. Be funny if he was still there. Be funny if nobody ever checked him out and he was just like stuck in the back. Hey, but you know what? That, yo, the psych ward is serious. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, just to keep it real. You know, I've, I've got some miles. I've been crazy. You know, I was telling a girl the other day at the bar. I was like, listen, man, you know, if you've never been in handcuffs, I'm here to tell you, man, you ain't lived. <laughs> you know? And you know what she said to me, which I thought was like the greatest fucking rebuttal ever. She goes, well, I have been in handcuffs, but I wasn't under arrest. Hey. I was like, that's my bitch right there. You was a keeper. <laughs> Will you marry me now? <laughs> oh, I loved her. From that point on, I got a fucking tickle in the kosher pickle. I'm here to tell you. Great job. Oh, it was great. But, yeah, she was, uh, I don't know, I think she liked me, but, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of an acquired taste. You know, people are a little nervous about me, you know. Um, but spiritually speaking, I will say, bitches like me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Because I hit it. I hit it with everything but a backhand. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, So, I don't know. So, yeah, I've been in the game. I've been in a Wii game. I've been in every game. Uh, you know, the, how I got into it, believe it or not, and, I, I mean, I won't take your whole show up because, I mean, you know, I've, been, I've rattled and uh, do, done my thing. Love but, it. <clears throat> but I will, and, yeah, if you got other people coming on, just, you know, it's all good. Uh, if not, I'll tell you how I got into the into the weed game. Let's hear it. Love there. All right. So, I um back in the day, you know, before country rap existed, 
it, it was a weird time for, for, uh, you know, white songwriters like hip hop, rap, urban, urban music, man, was becoming, uh, mainstream, was becoming pop music. And, you know, guys that were white and, and just doing that old style music really, they weren't signing that. There was no place to go. It was an odd time, you know. The, the African American community was taking over, uh, pop music with rap, with hip hop. You would hear it, you know, you'd hear little, uh, intros on news shows and like it was, rap was becoming mainstream and hip hop was becoming not just R&B music or rap. It was becoming mainstream pop music. So I was like, I didn't really know what to do. So I, I listened to it and I said, well, necessity is the motherfucker of invention. And I was like, yeah, rap is rhythmic American poetry. It can be exploited in, in any way, in any, you know, in any form. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take country music and I'm going to mix it with rap music, you know? And I did. I found a really good producer, up and coming, you know? And uh, I went down there and I told him what I wanted to do. And he had the eye of the tiger and I had this vision, you know? And uh I know it's a convoluted, you know, way to get to the point of how I got it to the Wii game, but it's a good story anyway, you know. So, uh, so we go in there. I tell him, "Yo, man, I want to do country rap." And then there was this fucking, you know, this sling blade motherfucker in the studio was like, "Country rap, like crap." I was like, "Hey, Forrest Gump, you clever motherfucker," you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, "All right," but anyway, you know, we're gonna do country rap. And I want to see if it works. So I wrote a track called I Put the Ho and Ho Down. Originally, I wrote it, believe it or not, because there was this dude named Jason Downs who had a number one hit doing like hip hop with a little rap in it in the UK. You know, he was on Jive Records in the, out of the UK. Yeah. And he had moved here and he was just like super good looking dude, like a supermodel. And he had this, you know, he actually did a track. If you look it up, his name was Jason Downs, and he had a number one hit with the old rapper from the from the nineties, Milk D. Do you remember that motherfucker? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, he was like one of the original like rappers, like way back in the day, yeah. and like him and Milk D like did this track, and Jason was like, "All right, well, you know, I'm gonna make another record, man, and I'm, you know, um, and Milk D is not gonna be a part of it." And what do you think? You know, what do you think we should do? I was like, yeah, let's write a song. I'll write you a country rap, so I'll do it. You know? So I wrote him a tune. It was supposed to be on his record, but his producers wouldn't go for it. And they also didn't like my criticism of his record where I said, your record sounds like two different artists fighting for CD space. Like there's no, there's no synthesis. There's no hybrid. Yeah. There's you singing country and him blasting old school raps. And it's just. I mean, it works, but it, it's, it's apples and oranges. There's no, there's no, there's no blend. I said, right, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot at it. So anyway, I got into the game and I fucking wrote, I put the Owen Ho down and I went to this, this Chris's studio, underground studio, and he had talent. I had talent and we just fucking killed it. We made this track and we're listening to it and we're like, yo, is this, this is, this is seamless, man. This shit is fucking fat man you know but we're still kind of like but you know we didn't have want to have like a an analyze this moment you know where like billy crystal and robert De Niro, where i'm looking at him going like this is good you're good 
He's like, no, no, actually, Shane, I, I think you're good. No, 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 you. You are good. No, actually, you need all the credit. We needed objectivity. We needed the people to weigh in. So he said, listen, I'm doing a gig, a big gig this this uh, this weekend. In between sets, let's mix a track. Let's mix a karaoke version of this song. And, uh, and you, you know, blast it out. I'll do the sound and see how the people react, you know? So sure enough, man, it was between set two and three. So people were nice and primed up, you know? And uh, sure enough, I got up there, brought my motherfucking A game. And, uh, you know, I'm singing the song, you know, you know, I'm drinking at the bar, checking the hoes out in this place, drinking flaming shots of Jack. Last one damn near burned my face. And then anyway, I get to the point and boom, you know, the rap bus hit. I'm over here pound one day after the other. Y'all can't keep up. Slam, give me another. Trouble is a broom. You can't handle the whole thing. I start to party, burn the candle at both things. So at the end of the day, the place went nuts. Me and Chris looked at each other. We were like, yo, this genre is going to happen, and you're going to be one of the pioneers. At that point, there was like Gason Downs, my boy there, Mr. GQ, Bubba Sparks, who was rapping urban style, and I think me. I don't know of anybody else. So anyway, the point being, I made the record, did a bunch of morning shows. Here's where we get to the weed part. I'm not getting signed. They don't know what to do with me. Like, is he a redneck? Is he really from the South? I would go on these radio shows with like a Southern accent. Shit was ridiculous, man. So at the end of the day, here's the point. So I do all these morning radio shows, and I ain't getting a record deal, man. No one's signing me. I'm not getting a backup in. I'm not getting a tour. I'm not making motherfucking, you know, I'm not getting paid. I am getting laid. But I ain't making money. Yeah. So that's that's when things changed. So then, all of a sudden, man, life happens along the way. So I'm out in, in Kerhonkson, in, in the redneck country part of the county. You know, Kerhonkson, where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. Kerhonkson, baby. <laughs> so I'm out there, and all these cowboys, all these farmers, they are diehard Shane McCain fans. These dudes are... You know, they're, they're make, they're doing their sweet corn and all their legit vegetables and they are also growing the cash crop. Now back then, it was serious. Like you couldn't get into those places. Like you might get in, but you wouldn't get out, you know. <laughs> but Shane McCain, they heard that I would be down and I would come out that, yo, they would like put the Roddies on a leash. Be like, Shane, come on in. Yo, yeah, we'll hook you up with whatever you want, man. Check this out. We'll give you the best price on. Yo, Shane McCain is here. And they would give me great fucking deals on weed. So I was like, all right, all right, cool. So I got into that game, and I'll put it to you this way. Remember what I said about the three R's? Rock and roll or rap and roll, real estate and reefer? Well, two out of three paid, and it wasn't the rock and roll. Okay, man. So I got into the, I got into the Gonge game. Because all these cowboy redneck rap, you know, redneck dudes were so down with my fucking music that it gave me cred. It gave me street cred. So I got into that game, man. I got into that. Your advantage. I got into that circle of trust. 
and they loved me. And before I knew it, man, I was, uh, I was a VIP in that circle. And, uh, you know, they didn't know all the fucking hipster kids from Long Island and shit. I did. So I would go out to the, to the, you know, to the cowboys, to the farmers, say hello, drop in, have a beer, pet, give the dog a belly rub and walk out of there with the cash crop, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then bring it back and how can I say it? Spread the love, you know? <laughs> and it was good to me. It was good. That's all I'm going to say. The music was a labor of love. The other business, well, ain't nothing better than cheddar. You know what I'm saying? Ben was my friend. In that case. <laughs> so that's it. So that's kind of where it's at. So that's what's going on with Shane McCain here. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really, yeah, I mean, I kind of like shot my load, you know, my verbal, verbal load. You know what I'm saying? And I had That's easier to clean up. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's another story. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the game's been good to me, man, and now it's going to be legal. And quite honestly, dude, I'm ready to get out of the game anyway, you know? I mean, back then, I've seen it all. I've seen the, you know, the hippies that are like, you know, great. Oh, it's so awesome. To the gangsters that'll, you know, put a pistol in your mouth to get it. I've seen all, all fucking, all sides of it, man, you know. And, uh. It's got a delivery. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it's, you know, it's more than a job. It's an adventure, you know. Yeah. But looking forward to to getting out of it, man. And, uh, you know, I did COVID. I built my little cabin. You know, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to get back to doing what I love, which is acting and uh, and music and, and, you know, do some videos. Uh, Matt and I even talked about the possibility of a shockumentary. And let's face it, I can, I can fill that screen up. I am interesting. I am eccentric. No, I am triple eccentric. Okay? <laughs> I am sexy and crazy. What is the difference between... Between eccentric and crazy. Do you know? What? One word, starting with M. McCain? Oh. What'd you say? I said McCain. Nah, well, that's a great answer. I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I give you a hint. If you walk, if you, if you walk into a restaurant in a bathrobe into a five star restaurant in Beverly Hills. Okay, Hugh Hefner. And I've done that with Shane. Oh no! <laughs> I would love. I would do it. I wouldn't give a fuck. But uh, at the end of the day, if you walk, if you get out of a Ferrari and you walk into that restaurant, you are eccentric, and they will take you to your table. Huh? If you climb out of a refrigerator box in a bathrobe and walk into that same restaurant, you are crazy. And so the answer is money, money. That's the difference, okay? <laughs> and that's what time it is, baby. Boom, mic drop. So, yeah, Matt and I talked about a shockumentary. Um, I know that uh, Ben Dover's making a cockumentary. I'm not a part of it. I think it's going to be great. I wish you the best of luck. You know, uh, fucking with people's minds and behinds and keeping it real, you know. Uh, <laughs> we'll be seeing more yeah. Shane in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. In the films and in the shows, everything. Shane's the best. Love Shane. Great guy. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. This, this, has been, this has been a good time. <laughs> I want to be back in your corral. I want to be in your circle of trust. I want to be back at it like a crack addict. Okay? <laughs> it's a commitment. Okay? I want to fire it up. I want to fire up that rock and rock it hard. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'll say. Some guys say, you know, mic drop. 
I don't say that, man. I say kite drop, cock-a-doodle Jew, letting pass over, pass right over. You know, it's what I do. That's what's up. Yeah. Keeping it real. Just remember, man. Do you know why? You know what Jesus Christ taught me? He taught me one thing, and it's obvious that a Jewish carpenter with piercing blue eyes and long brown hair is good looking. Yeah. <laughs> Holla fucking Luya. Shaney's going to screw you. Okay. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So remember, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, uh, Facebook, whatever it is, you know, so feel free to, you know, just reach out and fuck someone, you know, I'm here for you. All right. I'm not daddy. I'm just, uh, I'm not pimp daddy. I'm not daddy. I'm just chimp daddy, you know, funky as a monkey, keeping his party jumping off, you know, but yeah, that's how I do it. Kite drop. Anybody want to follow this? Have at it. Boom. <laughs> just remember, most people have the personality of a head of lettuce. Now, in all fairness, my mother always told me, Shane, eat your vegetables and you will not become one. Like your uncle Chris, who was in a weird <laughs> When I thought about that, I put the, the the Bill Cosby child molesting, raping Jello brand gelatin down to the side and said, "Pass the motherfucking broccoli, please." Yeah. So on that note, I don't think we can get much higher on four motherfucking twenty, even though it ain't quite that day yet. But it's but yeah, I will be back at it. I have not done much. I've been in hibernation, you know, during the COVID, man. I've been just doing my thing. But, you know, my boy, old school Matt here, man, so he's been there for me. I agreed to come out of hibernation. I, I've said the same way, with the same kind of tonacity and perseverance. I said, I will come out of hibernation. The same way that Bend Over Vance said, I will come out and be who I am. Same kind of thing. With the same kind of commitment, you know. <laughs> I got a lot of mileage over that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But hey, it's been fun. So, hey, every joke has a casualty. It's like basic trailways. Someone got to go under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. No shit. No shit. But I feel good about it. I watched Van Gogh, and there it is. There it goes. There it goes. Splat. That had to hurt. <laughs> Listen. So yes, I'm roll, stuck and roll. Well, it is what it is, and uh, but we never mentioned any names, and you know, none of this is based on reality; it's surreality. surreality. If you have, if this, if this is the disclosure, that segment, that the sponsors of this show do not associate with any person in reality. This is based specifically on BS, and that statement is BS. Thank you. It's like Willy Wonka. It's all pure imagination. That's it. It's our boy over there. Oh, bend over bed. Willy Wanker. There it is. Boom. That's it. That's it. A jack off of all trades and a masturbator of none. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's it. So, people, I bid you adieu. What I'm going to do now is, uh, I mean, you know, my favorite thing to make for dinner, I don't know what you guys eat, but I, my favorite what I love to make for dinner more than anything is reservations, but I'm not going to make reservations because I'm Paul White trash and I'm just going to microwave a ghetto frozen burrito. You feel me? Yeah. Hell That's yeah. The American way. Can't go wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that, man. It's got beef in it. I had to get the bean and cheese. I got the beef bean and cheese. You feel that? Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Living large. Yeah. 
drinking them rolling rocks and shit. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking my gang colors here, man. You know? Yeah. I get my hands dirty. I get my mind dirty. I'm eating fucking ghetto grub there, and I love it. My mother always said, Shane, just be yourself. Now, I'm sure she regrets having told me that, but I, I still <laughs> do what I do, you know? It's like the day that she told me I was special. I remember I was trying not to eat the swill that she had cooked for me, and I was moving back, went back in my high chair. My soft head, my baby head hit the floor. My eyes crossed. I started to drool. I got back up, and she said, Shane, you're special. Now, mind you, I might have been permanently injured there, but I took it as a huge compliment. Helped to shape the man I am today. No fooling. I was drooling. Yeah. So on that note, people, I will allow the next guest to come on and try to fill the shoes that were half a size too big and full of $100 bills. Good <laughs> luck with that. For real. Thank you drop. for waiting, <laughs> Where's that midget to pick up my mic? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, yes, it's hey. been a pleasure. Always, always good to see you, brother. You too, man. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Anytime, homeboy. Laughter. I, I am not. I am not a wordsmith. I am a turd. I, I am a turdsmith. I'm the shit. And laughter is the tickling of the soul, the ultimate expression of joy. Peace. All right. On the side. <laughs> I'll see you. Go ahead. For all the ladies out there, Facebook, Shane McCain. I'm just saying. All right. Have a good one. You too. Peace out. Later. 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 Bye. Bye. <laughs> see you. Everybody out there, yo, go check out his music. All the ladies out there, go check him out. Shane McCain on the Facebook. <laughs> and, uh, check out his music uh, wherever you listen to music. And uh, YouTube's a good spot, I think, to go for Insane Shane McCain. Mm -hmm.